0: This insert is brought to you by Radio K-Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.
1: Getting in there a little bit earlier than usual, which means we can have a a good old chin wag, Alma Pallad and I, as we connect with the headline story from The Green Times. Alma Pallad is Executive Director of The Green Times as well as an eco-consultant and coach. A very hearty good morning to you, Alma. Hope you're well. Good morning, Brad. All very good, thank you. And you, yeah, no complaints. This side, just before we get stuck into this story about water, uh, fed um, Komslaba, anything interesting in your uh, area of influence? Any any interesting projects that you're up to? We'd love to know.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I know just the normal things looking after the green belt and looking after the garden and fertilizing the fruit trees and mm. so on. Quite a bit of pruning this time of the year, keeping things, cutting things back a little bit for spring growth. Always busy.
1: Yeah, I can hear that. And whenever we listen to you, whenever we speak to you, we can always hear in the background there's a, a, a duck, as we just heard, or a goose or a something or a, a, a hardy dog, or something. So it gives us the feeling you're somewhere, you know, where wildlife is happy to pay, to pay a visit.
0: Egyptian geese just love my roof. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they, they are my the trumpets for early morning to get up. You know?
1: <laughs> they know this is a friendly lady. We can go and visit her. They're not going to chase <laughs> us away. Uh, thanks for another great story on the Green Times, Alma. Looking at it here, a, a school called Waterford Kamslaba and sustainability. Two things which you wouldn't, wouldn't always put together. For, for those of us living in the city, you know, schools are bricks and mortar kind of places. You, you can't imagine that someone would say, let's make this school uh sustainable and let's grow food and harvest water and the rest of it this is a great story
0: yes absolutely you know what um i mean schools after all is there to educate our youth to be able to survive and thrive on this planet so clearly the core of their curriculum has to be sustainability mm. now we've been talking to schools um, for for a long time about this and schools are actually quite advanced I have to tell you this is by no means the only school doing this this was just a nice story that we received mm. um, because um, it um, sustainability is being embedded into the entire curriculum, every single subject has to include also sustainability if the school is properly focused because sustainability is about um, responsibility and responsibility is what's going to make us cope with the way the future is going to look and all the changes that we are going through. Mm. So this is just a lovely example of a school that is in Swaziland. It's quite a famous school. Apparently, many famous people... Children went there. For example, Nelson Mandela's children went there and so on. They were also the first multiracial school in Africa. So they've just celebrated their 60th birthday. Hmm. And so they've sent us this lovely story about how they are upscaling and intensifying their focus on sustainability, which is part of their core vision. And they've already reached a couple of milestones <clears throat> like water catchment and purification. They have a biodigester and they have a permaculture garden, which hmm. I will pack a little bit for you. Um, and they also want to be the, the pioneering school in Africa in terms of sustainability education. So they want to be completely off um, the power grid by 2030 uh, by means of solar energy, hmm. And they also want to, and they will then be carbon neutral by 2030, and they also want to be water self-sustainable. Um, so, you know, they focus entirely on how to lighten their footprint uh, and, and also focus on the reaching of the sustainable development goals that every country on the planet has made to ensure that we all live in a way that everyone can survive. So Mm. every country has these goals, and and Swaziland as well. And I think it's wonderful that they are, you know, linked up and tuned into the country's commitments and the world's commitments. In other words, they're looking at the big picture as well and not just, you know, uh, they're not just stuck in the forest. Mm. They, They don't just see the tree. They see the whole forest, which is, I think, all... That environmentalism really is about is about seeing the big picture as well, and then making a difference where you are applying that, where you where you are working. So these people, they also they daily running everything is tuned into sustainability, as it should be in every business, in every family, <laughs> yes. in every every organization. Now, I of course I do this stuff as a consultant, so we can speak. Um, uh, at the end also about how a school can do this type of thing that there's very se- specific systems um that we can do also you know families and anywhere that businesses are also doing just roughly so i just think it's lovely They, for example if we look at their water they b- built a dam long ago they built a second, second dam they've got rainwater tanks They they've got 160,000 litres of rainwater tanks already, which is massive. Hmm. Goodness. Um, They also um, get water from underground, um, and they pump these around. Uh, They use grey water. They have a grey water system. They've got a very interesting biodigester. You know, I've spoken about biodigesters before. I absolutely love them, where they actually take the leftover food from the cafeteria And this goes into the biodigester. You know, it's Mm. a closed system where the food then digests. Um, I'm sure they put garden waste in there as well. And this then gives off uh, biogas, which is basically methane. And this gas is piped back to heat the water for washing dishes. You know a gas heater? You you get these gas water heaters, which I think are really nifty because it's the only water heating system that doesn't try to keep a whole lot of water hot. It heats the water as it comes through, which makes a lot more sense. So they heat that water using the gas from their own waste. And that is just a wonderful closed loop system. So it's all about having no waste at all. Um, they also give some of the food waste, uh, it goes to composting in their permaculture garden, and some even goes to dogs and pigs. <laughs> so this is a, they've got sustainable power here, and that's, it's a wonderful educational tool. Of I'll, course, what's I'll, really great, if you if I, if I can tell you about permaculture garden, or yeah. do you have a question?
1: Uh, no, go ahead, I'll, I'll ask you on the other side of that.
0: Yeah, well, permaculture is also something we've spoken about a lot. So we have a rough idea of how that works. Here, they include the entire community to help to make the school carbon neutral. So they have boarding schools, and they are uh, they have a heavy footprint because people but students are also brought in by buses and 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 cars to the schools. They provide three meals a day. This all gives off carbon emissions, hey? Mm-hmm. So. The sper- permaculture garden is not just to provide the food, but also plants capture carbon. So in their carbon calculating, which they do, this offsets your carbon footprint again, because this captures some carbon back into the plants. Um, so this is how the cal- carbon offsetting works. So, of course, they learn... You know, how to always have mulch, and I'm not going to go deeply into that because we've spoken about that many times, so the soil never sees the sun or the wind or the rain. It's always covered, um, and this fertilizes the soil again. And then they've got this wonderful energy and education hub where they monitor everything on big screens live. They've got 13 stations Monitoring stations where figures are are entered into systems. In other words, say for example, how many plants have we planted today? This this offsets X amount of carbon. You know, mm. this is all quite quite deep um, auditing work. Um, and then uh, live on these screens in this hub, it shows exactly what's going on in terms of carbon emissions in the school. Wow! Hopefully, they will have um, a water one as well. So, um, I just think. Here we could They could all sit. They have their meetings about climate change, about renewable energy between students and staff. On the walls are the screens showing exactly what is the contribution of this school right now to the environment, and what better edu- education than that?
1: Yeah, and that was my question, Alma. I mean, this this makes so much sense to me to not only do it because it's the right thing to do, but do it in the in the school space. Uh, education is happening you're learning on the job you're seeing it it's not just theory you're getting your hands dirty the kids are sticking their fingers in the soil and learning um, is there any better place to do it than a school
0: absolutely now can you imagine especially also the the youngsters who live there in the boarding schools and so on they live and breathe um carbon awareness and water awareness in other words environmental awareness in everything they do. They don't have to feel, oh, but it's beyond me. I can't understand all of that. They actually live it. And you can imagine what an incredible education that is.
1: Emma, we should put down these kind of action plans in our homes and offices. It's one thing to to read about this on your website and then have them say, we want to be completely off the grid uh, in terms of 100% solar by 2030. And they've set goals for themselves. I wonder how many people listening have set goals like that for their own homes. We want to be you know, waste-free or we want to be off the grid or we want to have X number of liters of water that we reuse or recycle uh, and what we can put into place. I think it'll be great for a family to sit down and set goals for themselves as well and for their families.
0: I think everybody needs to live with a vision um, and that can be your family, that can be your radio station, that can be the business where you work or wherever you work. So basically um, you need to create a sustainability policy mm. and that is not that hard to do. It basically consists the sustainability table has four legs and that's energy, water, waste and biodiversity. So you Create these categories and you then chart what is your current consumption or contribution. Uh, Energy per month. Very easy. Look at your electricity bill. There you can see exactly how much you still use from ESCAM power. And you can calculate that into what your carbon footprint is. And then you decide, uh, and same with water and the same with your waste, and then you can look at your biodiversity. What are what are your contributions in your garden at the moment? How much do you encourage biodiversity in your garden? In other words, what is your footprint? How mm. do you garden? Do you use poisons? Do you fertilize with natural? Um, do you have chickens? You know, there's so mm. many ways in which you can switch over into a more natural gardening system. Also, what do you grow? Are you growing cuckoo grass? or are you doing indigenous stuff? And then you can set this next column is your goals, and you can decide, okay, my footprint is currently this. My next goal is maybe uh, in one year I want to be there, or in five years I want to be there. And then it's very easy to have, you know, you can have a monthly meeting to watch what's going on, keep a track of these figures, or you maybe want to do it every six months, um, but the more it becomes part of the conversation of the family, we want to be a beneficial family on this planet. Um, it's a fun. It's like a game.
1: Yes. Well, thanks for bringing it to our attention. A brilliant story. Hopefully inspire other schools, other families, businesses. You'll find it all on thegreentimes.co.za. And I've been chatting to their executive director, also eco-consultant and coach. Thanks for coaching us this morning. Appreciate that, Alma.
0: Awesome. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye.
1: This insert was brought to you by
0: Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.